You are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Tuesday show for you. We still got a lot of Super Bowl stuff to talk about. Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs defense, is so much better than I think anyone realized this year. We're also going to talk about the ratings, where Brock Purdy stands now in the, I guess, overall ranking of NFL quarterbacks. The San Francisco 49ers not knowing the overtime rules, not a great look. And just more things to talk about when it comes to the Super Bowl. If we have time on the back end, we'll get to some college football notes involving Chip Kelly and Kirk Herbstreet. We'll get to all that momentarily. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team, and remember to use the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, for 50%. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. The game starts here. So a lot to talk about today. Even though we spent all podcast yesterday talking about the Super Bowl, I think there's still so much more to get to here. And I'm trying to think of where to start. And let's start with this. Yesterday, we just absolutely sang the praises of Patrick Mahomes, as we should. He's the best quarterback in the NFL going right now. It's not even close. You wouldn't trade him for any other quarterback in the league right now. We've talked about the fact that he's won three Super Bowls in the last five years. He's won three Super Bowl MVPs. Only two or three other quarterbacks have even done that. I'm guessing he's probably going to get back at some point and probably win another Super Bowl MVP, you know? And all these great things about the Chiefs and all these great things about Mahomes, the fact that he's 15-3 and in his playoff career. Joe Montana is in second place for career playoff wins, and he's got 16. You know, this is how crazy Patrick Mahomes' start to his career is. He's unbelievable. Of course that means people are going to start talking about, well, who's better? Who's the GOAT? Tom Brady? Patrick Mahomes? Well, Tom Brady played till he was 45. Patrick Mahomes is 28 years old. He's seven years into the league, but he sat his whole first year. So he's played the last six years. He's won three Super Bowl titles in those six years. We know this. However, did you see the statistics regarding the gap between Brady and Patrick Mahomes? Now, yes, we know that Brady played over 20 years, and Patrick Mahomes has only played in six NFL seasons. But... People wanting to say Mahomes is the GOAT, it's just, just look at this. The gap in total yards passed for, 60,730 yards Brady passed. Brady is ahead of Mahomes in passing yards. He's also ahead of Mahomes in touchdown passes by 430 <laughs> He's also ahead of Mahomes in wins by 155. He's also ahead of him in playoff wins, as we know, by 18, 33 to 15. And he's also still, even with Mahomes' three Super Bowl titles, 
in the last five years. He's not even halfway to Brady. Brady had seven. So I think, and this person who brought this up on Twitter brings up a good point. Like, I think the comparison you can make is Mahomes has had the best start of any quarterback in NFL history because Brady didn't even do this in his first six years. Brady did win three titles in his first six years, but years ago, you got to remember, Tom Brady won three Super Bowl championships in four years. But then he did not win a, a Super Bowl for 10 years. He lost to the Giants twice during those 10 years. So he went 10 years where he only made the Super Bowl twice and lost both times. His last Super Bowl win was 2005 when he won three of four. That third one was 2005. He did not win the Super Bowl again until 2015, and then he won it every other year starting then. Won it in 15 with the Patriots, 17 with the Patriots, 19 with the Patriots, and 2021 with the Bucks. Those are his seven titles. Not to mention, like I said, he played till he was 45. Patrick Mahomes is 28 years old. Do we honestly think that he's going to play 17 more years in this league? I mean, my guess would be no. I think Brady is just such an outlier. I don't think anyone's ever touching these numbers. I really don't. 430 touchdowns, he's ahead of Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes plays 10 more years, which means playing till he's 38, which is realistic, I could see him playing 10 more years, he'd have to average 43 touchdowns a season to match Brady. 155 wins. If he only plays 10 more years, he'd have to average 15 wins a season to get to Brady. 18 playoff wins? Possible. It all depends on how long he plays. And then four Super Bowls, again, it's very easy to say right now Patrick Mahomes is going to surpass Tom Brady as the greatest. I guess it all depends on what your definition of the GOAT is. What is your definition of the greatest? Is it just based off of most Super Bowl wins? Chances are, Brady, if that is your definition, then Brady is always going to be the GOAT in your eyes. Because as great as Patrick Mahomes has been, three titles in the last five years, he's just not going to get there every single year. I'm sorry. There's going to be turnover on that roster. Travis Kelsey has maybe two to three years left in this league. Then who's going to be his outlet? Who's going to be his number one guy? Are they going to go out and get a second receiver? It's free agency. There's salary cap issues in the NFL. That's why what they've done over these last six years, you know, creating this mini dynasty is pretty amazing because everyone's working under the same cap rules. So it looks like Patrick Mahomes, the rumor is, he's already going to restructure his contract for next year. Like, I, I got to give the guy all the credit in the world because what have we talked about all the time with these quarterbacks? It's just, okay, well, just the next guy just signs the new deal and he becomes the highest-paid quarterback in the history of football. But when you're paying your quarterback 55 or $60 million to one player, I'm sorry, that hinders the rest of your team and what you can put in a roster and how much you can get. And Patrick Mahomes isn't like, look, don't max me out. I don't need – we're going to restructure my contract so we can get the best players in here. I don't see other players doing that as far as I know. So it's just amazing. And, look, I've, I'm about as big as Patrick Mahomes fans as you can find. Like, I'm not a Kansas City Chiefs fan, but I 
appreciate greatness. He is greatness. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen. And he's on a trajectory of doing things that we haven't seen since Tom Brady. But I also know that the NFL is very fickle when it comes to this stuff. Not saying they can't get back there next year. I'm just saying great quarterbacks in the AFC, yes, the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes duo is very tough to beat, but I mean, they got beat by the Cincinnati Bengals two years ago at home in the AFC Championship. You know, they can get beat. Tom Brady beat them at home. Now, granted, that was Patrick Mahomes' first year as a starter. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers embarrassed them in the Super Bowl. So it's not impossible for them to lose. And the NFL is just so weird every year. You just don't know about injuries, all this stuff, long season. You just never know. He's going to be in position. I would think a Patrick Mahomes-led team outside of major, major injuries is going to lead the Chiefs to the Super Bowl every year. And Excuse me, to the playoffs every year. And you can't make the Super Bowl unless you make the playoffs. So at least he's putting themselves in a position. But it's not going to be this easy all the time. And that's the, that's the point I want to make. But to see it written down and see how far he is away from Brady in all those statistical categories, the things that mean the most to people when you're talking about quarterbacks, how many yards did you pass for? How many touchdowns did you throw? How many Super Bowls did you win? He's not even in the vicinity of Tom Brady. And yes, he's only quarterback for six years and Brady quarterback for 21 or whatever it was. So yeah, he's not, but just to see the numbers, it's astronomical. (laughs) Just astronomical. He's 60,000 yards behind Tom Brady in passing. Like, that is a shit ton. All right, let's also talk about the Kansas City defense. I've talked about this all year long, and I said this was the defense that got them there. And then I told you, and I didn't even realize it until looking at their full schedule yesterday. The Kansas City Chiefs, as we know, I told you, never gave up 30 points in a game this year, never gave up 400 yards to a team. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Maybe it has. I'm sure the 85 Bears never gave up 30 points, but did anyone get to 400 yards on them? You know, maybe. Ravens of early 2000s. But I just nobody was talking about this heading into the Super Bowl. It was just all Mahomes. Is he going to win again? Is Reed going to win another one? And it was just like, did you look at Kansas City's scores this year? Not only did they never give up 30 points in a game or 400 yards in a game, you realize the most points they ever give up in a game this year was 27 in a loss to the Packers. The second most points they gave up in a game were they gave up 24 points to the Bills in the playoffs, and they gave up 24 points to somebody else. Oh, Denver in a loss at Denver. The Super Bowl, the game two days ago, where they lost 25-22, those 22 points they gave up were the fourth most they gave up all season. In 21 games, this team played 21 games, 15 and 6, the four playoff wins. And 22 points was the fourth most they ever gave up. That's incredible. And you're like, well, they just probably blew everybody out, right? Offensively, they were great. No, they weren't. Only three times this year did the Kansas City Chiefs break 30 points on their own. They scored 31 against Vegas, they scored 31 against the Chargers, and they scored 41 against Chicago. That was game three. That was the first game that Taylor attended. I remember that one. So 31 against Vegas, 31 against the Chargers, 41 against Chicago. That Vegas game was the first time they played them. That was November 26th. 
The team that just won the Super Bowl never even reached 30 points in a game since Thanksgiving. <laughs> You're just like scratching your head at some of these things. Like, how do they do this? Oh, yeah, let's throw this one in. In 21 games this year, how many times do you think Patrick Mahomes threw for 300 yards? Four. And one of them was on Sunday. I mean, you look at past years, Patrick Mahomes was passing half the games. He was throwing for 300 yards eight, nine, time, eight, nine ten times a, a, a season. Not this year. This team was built on their defense. And what did I tell you the two biggest plays of the game were on Sunday? Third and five from the 35 with two minutes left and third and four from the nine in overtime. And their defense came up big both times. And this is where I want to talk about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's a good quarterback. Brock Purdy could be great. I don't think Brock Purdy will ever be an elite quarterback. That's just what I see. He's got great weapons around him. But what I'm looking at, and when you look at quarterbacks in general, and when you look at what it takes to win in the playoffs, I'm sorry, but those two plays that I'm talking about, third and five from the 35-yard line with two minutes left in the game. If they get a first down, the game is essentially over. Kansas City can only stop the clock two more times, and San Francisco would have had first first down from at minimum the 29-yard line. And their field goal kicker had already kicked a 53 and a 55-yarder. So worst-case scenario, he kicks a 47-yarder. If they never gain one yard which they probably would have, I'm assuming. They would have handed off three times. They would have run the clock down, kicked a field goal as time expired, and won 19-16. Okay? So you've got that, but then you've also got the fact that the third and four at the nine, once again, pressure up the middle, Purdy's dropping back, chucks the ball out of bounds, even though the receiver in the flat was open. Again, I am not saying he's a bad quarterback, and I'm not saying he sucks and they should not even have him as their quarterback anymore. But what I am saying is this. Something tells me if Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback for the Niners in that exact same situation on Sunday, he would have found a way to get it done. And that's the difference. It's what I talked about for two weeks leading up to the game. I just said, I think Patrick Mahomes is better than Brock Purdy. I can't see him losing a game to Brock Purdy. And I know that he's not facing Brock Purdy one-on-one. He's you know facing their team. I get it. But I just said, I just can't see him doing this. And everything that I said kind of played out. What was the other thing I said about the Chiefs? I was like, man, I don't want to see them jump out to a lead because they jumped out to a lead against Baltimore and never scored in the second half. I said, I would rather them be down at halftime. And that's exactly what happened. They were down 10-3. And I said, I'd rather them keep it close, and I want Mahomes with the ball at the end of the game. And I think they're going to, and he's going to pull it out. And that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, I, I don't want to shit on Purdy here, but I'm just saying. Third and five from the 35-yard line at the two-minute warning. So they just had a timeout to go over everything. Knowing that if you get a first down, you're basically going to win the Super Bowl outside of your kicker missing the ball and missing the field goal. I'm just saying something tells me Patrick Mahomes isn't getting a pass batted down at the line of scrimmage on that play. Not an indictment on Purdy. I'm just saying I think Patrick Mahomes gets the first down and wins his team a Super Bowl. Overtime, same thing. Third and four from the nine. I think Patrick Mahomes gets a first down or gets a touchdown. He sees something at the line of scrimmage. He checks out of it. 
He changes the blocking scheme, whatever the case may be. But both of those times, on both of those plays, Brock Purdy had an untouched rusher right in his face. And I think Patrick Mahomes doesn't. He finds a way. And the reason I say he finds a way, because I can look at his resume and see he's found a way every time. (laughs) You know, that's what he does. He just finds a way. He's not the most athletic quarterback. He does have a great arm. But looking at the Kansas City Chiefs this year, the fact that Patrick Mahomes only threw for 300 yards four times in a season where they won the Super Bowl, it just means going into next year again. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. It's like I can close my eyes on the regular season when it comes to the Chiefs. You know, outside of major injuries, if they lose Kelsey for the year or the whole offensive line is beat up or something like that, as long as they're relatively healthy, I don't care what their regular season record is. The second they get into the playoffs, if they make the playoffs, which I'm assuming they will, if they get in, all bets are off. You basically you don't bet against Patrick Mahomes until he loses. And he will lose, but you're not going to feel bad about yourself if he loses in the playoffs because you're going to be like, yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes. Why would I bet against him? Now, the other thing is no team in the NFL has ever three-peated. So, again, you talk about his resume. He's got a great resume. If he adds a three-peat to his resume – yeah, he'll be at four, but he still needs three more to catch Brady. I just really, really think um, it's going to be tough for the Chiefs to win it all next year. Hell, they might get back. They might get back to that game. It all depends on, you know, if they do, let's see who they're playing, what the line is, all that stuff. We're so far away. But I'm just saying regular season stuff, I can kind of throw out the window when it comes to the Chiefs. Because it's very tough to keep a team motivated when you've won two in a row. Because they know. We're good, and we can turn it on in the playoffs. We just did it last year. So it's going to be very tough. I can see another 11-6, and six, maybe even 10-7 and seven season. This was a Chiefs team that lost five games in an eight-game stretch. They were 3-5 and five in an eight-game stretch this year, and yet they won the Super Bowl with two of those games being on the road in the playoffs. Like, you know, one of the big talking points coming out of Sunday's game is the whole new overtime rule because there were two San Francisco 49ers that publicly said after the game they had no idea what the new overtime rule was. They just assumed they took the ball first in overtime, they scored a touchdown, they win. It's like, guys, no, that's not it. What makes it even worse is that Kansas City Chiefs were saying, we've known the rule since preseason, since training camp. We've known this rule We talk about it all the time, and we game plan for it. We've always game planned for it, knowing that it could come to fruition in the playoffs. And it did. Now, did the San Francisco 49ers lose the Super Bowl because they didn't know what the rule was for the new overtime playoff rule? No, they didn't. I don't think it's – what I'm saying is the optics of it don't look great, though. The fact that you have players saying it after the fact that, oh, we didn't even know. I didn't know what the rule was. Kyle Juszczyk said it. I didn't know what the rule was. I thought if we just got the ball and scored a touchdown, we won. I think that's a reflection of the coach. So either Kyle Juszczyk and Armstead fell asleep in meetings every time Kyle Shanahan talked about this rule, or more likely, Kyle Shanahan never brought this up. That's my guess. Maybe I'm dead wrong, and all the players fell asleep when Kyle Shanahan said, hey, guys, the new overtime rule is this. If we go to overtime in this game, this is it. So Kyle Shanahan was asked about taking the ball first in overtime, and his answer was, I want the third possession. 
I want to be able to have that third possession. Boy, talk about more bad optics. Kyle, how'd that work out for you? Number one, it didn't work out getting a third possession because of what we saw playing out. You got the ball first, you kicked a field goal, Chiefs came down and scored a touchdown. Ball game. Well, what if I was planning on my team scoring a touchdown? Great. Did you hear what the Chiefs said after the game? We've been talking about this since training camp. We knew if we had an overtime game in the playoffs and the other team got the ball first and they scored a touchdown and then we matched with a touchdown, we were going for two. So there's, once again, Kyle, not a third possession you were ever going to get. So he was never getting a third possession in overtime by taking the ball first on Sunday. We had scenario one play out, which is field goal, and then Kansas City gets a touchdown, game over. And if they would have scored a touchdown, all the Chiefs players and even Andy Reid said, we would have been going for two. If we scored a touchdown, we would have gone for two. So, Kyle, you wouldn't have gotten the ball back. You would have had to. Now, can you imagine the Super Bowl ending on a two-point conversion? It would have. If the Niners would have scored a touchdown first, would have assumed Kansas City would have done the same thing. They would have scored a touchdown, and they would have gone for two. But the optics of it don't look great that his players didn't know and he took the ball first. I'm sorry, in any scenario, in terms of playoffs and the overtime rule, you always, because regular season, that's fine. Even the beginning of the game, if they win the, win the toss, take the ball. If you want to take the ball first, that's fine. That's the beginning of the game. But in overtime, you always want to be on defense first because you want to know what you have to do. If the other team punts, then you know, all right, we got the ball. All we need is a score, and we win. The other team gets a field goal. All right, all we need is a field goal at minimum or touchdown to win. Other team gets a touchdown in the playoffs. It's okay. Now we need to match. That's what the second team gets. It's just it. there's no explanation. I don't know what his explanation is going to be if third possession bullshit. Bottom line is they screwed up. They screwed that up. It's not why they lost the game because they could have scored a touchdown and then stopped Kansas City, and they didn't. But the general rule is you get to overtime, you win the coin toss, you absolutely take the ball second. You want to know what you have to do. So I don't know what Kyle's thinking about there. So, and one final thing. Did you see the ratings for the game? Came out late last night. The ratings for the Super Bowl, it was the most watched television show in the history of television. 120 million people watched it on CBS. If you add in all the other platforms, 123.4. It's the most streamed Super Bowl in history, led by a record-setting audience on Paramount+. Plus. More than 200 million viewers watched all or part of it across networks, the highest unduplicated total audience in history, and up 10% from last year's Super Bowl. 120 million people watched, and yet people thought Taylor Swift was ruining the NFL. Go shove it up your ass, morons. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review this podcast brought to you by Bet Online. You know them. You love them. They continue to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. Head to Bet Online today, become part of the team, and remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Also, don't forget to hit play. Downloads don't count anymore. If it's sitting in your download, that doesn't count as a, as a re- recorded download. So please hit play if you don't miss, if you miss an episode. 
go back and hit play. I'd really appreciate it. The Daily Roundup has been posted an hour ago. Check that out if you're interested. My column is coming up in an hour from now, recapping last night's episode of The Bachelor. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See you.